Jason, what's going on? What are all these creepy babies? They're tree spirits. Aren't they adorable? No. Why are they here? I think they heard that we're going to review Princess Mononoke. Oh, of course. And if we give it a bad review, we're dead. These creepy tree goblins will kill us? No, anime fans will. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I am Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic film and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, its reputation is good, right, Steve? Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. That's right. And what movie are we going to be reviewing this time around? I ask you these questions as if I don't know that you know. And also as if it's not in the title of the episode. Everything is fake. (laughs) Our world is built on lies. Goodbye, kids. Um, We are going to be reviewing the (laughs) classic 1997 anime epic fantasy historical adventure film. It's not historical. Well, historic-ish. You tell me what era that is. Uh, According to to Wikipedia, it's the Muromachi period of Japan. Oh, that's when they had all them gods? Apparently. Okay. (laughs) That's when, when, oh, you should have seen the wolves back in the Muromachi (laughs) period. Boy. Um... We are going to be reviewing Princess Mononoke. Oh, Princess Mononoke. We better be careful because lots of people love this movie. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, quite a few people. They might get upset if we make fun of it, like well, my daughter. They're just, <laughs> just going to have to deal with it. I'm kind of glad we're doing this one and not My Neighbor Totoro, because oh, yeah. I think I would feel bad if we start <laughs> making fun <laughs> of it. J- Jason, why are you crying? That was a funny joke, man. I have to make a joke now, and I I, it's just coming out, and I can't stop it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> but wouldn't it be funny when the cat bus opens its doors and all of its guts just spill out all over the road? Wouldn't that? No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway, Princess Mononoke. Awesome. Great. Do you have trivia? I do have some trivias. Cool. There Was there a lot I- of fights? On, on set between the actors. <laughs> yeah, they're, everybody hates Miyazaki. They have to recast Ashitaka like 15 times because they just couldn't <laughs> find the right person. Did one of the boars fuck one of the wolves and then they stopped mm. talking to each other? Major then, drama. Course, Major drama on the uh, set of Princess Mononoke. And, and then their agents got involved and their management and then there was a lawsuit and then, oh no, the wolf's pregnant. And then we had to wait around until they gave birth and we couldn't confirm that it was some sort of wolf-boar hybrid. And then the tabloids got all over it and they're worried well, about the release time and how this is going to affect the numbers on opening day if two of the actors in the movie have mutants together. Is that what happened? Um, the lepers demanded more money. You know, they, <laughs> like it really went to their heads. Started acting all like big shots, you know. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. No, so this was actually, when this film was being made, um, Hayao Miyazaki said that this was going to be his farewell film. Liar. That, that he was going to retire. But yeah, yeah but, he, but he's a liar. He's a liar. He can't stay away. <laughs> like all like like all great artists, he was a liar. Yeah. 
The minute but, he thought he was free, he got an idea. Well, because he, yeah, well, what happened was, you know, the movie, of course, was a great success critically and, and commercially. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he has come back to direct several other films <laughs> since Princess Mononoke. Yeah, but uh, they didn't both, amount to anything. No one knows. No, nah, not really. Uh, both features and shorts. Uh, two of two of the most well-known ones uh, since Princess Mononoke. A, a little movie you might have heard of called Spirited Away. You mean his, his, his uh, ultimate? work what a lot of people consider his greatest movie yeah if you want to go for that sure yeah, sure. yeah he did that. and then after that he also did a little movie you also might have heard of uh called howl's moving castle what that one uh yeah they they both they both came out after princess mononoke and they are both especially spirited away but they are both very very highly regarded and, and considered among the best uh animated films of, of certainly of this century so ever far. made um so pretty good pretty good retirement if you you retire and then you're like i'll make a couple more movies and Oh, look, they're classics, too. He could have just thought them all up and animated it for himself. Yeah. Never released them to us. (laughs) I made this awesome movie, and you're never going to see it. I don't care. As he's dying, he just throws it into the fire. Yeah. Ah, it's just for me. (laughs) It was better than anything. Um, okay. Also, just a neat little little trivia factoid here. Because okay. uh, her because her character design includes uh, lipstick. Uh, Lady Eboshi in this movie is actually one of the only characters in a Miyazaki film to have lips. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know you don't even think about that, but you're but yeah, it's because they always their mouths are always open or they have just the line. But Lady Eboshi actually has lips. Boy, um, does she? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. You ever think about what's under that kimono? Constantly. <laughs> Me too. So anyway. Other um, than the stump. Spoilers. The old, well, uh, spoilers. Come on, man. <laughs> At the time of its release. Stumps can be sexy, Steve. I I, there's nothing. I got nothing against a stump. Neither do I. Nice stump. I dated a girl who had a stump. Well, good for you. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I mean, it was no different than dating a girl who didn't have one. So, I mean, it's not like, ooh, what a kink. It was just right. like, it was, yeah. It was just a, th- yeah, it was just a thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, anyway, at, <laughs> at the time of Wait, you don't release, want to talk about this thing that I did that I just brought up about my personal life? Do you want to talk more about... Not on this show. We can do okay. it after well, if you we'll, want. We'll, we'll you talk after. We'll, we'll talk after. Rub your hands together and go, so, what was it like? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yes, I will. I definitely will. Okay. We'll save it for the we'll save it for the after show chatter. You know, oh, I'll do yeah. my thing where I I'll do my thing where like I quote a line from the movie and then you can just launch into your story. Yeah, launch into my story. Yeah, yeah. If I want to, yeah. if I want to be that. If person, you want to, you don't have to. Yeah, you I might be to. like Miyazaki and like fuck you, and then throw the relationship memories into the fire that just for me. Yeah, and then yeah. you then you won't remember them anymore. Sure. Okay, <laughs> I'm just not sure what the physics are of that. Anyway, so. <laughs> At the time of its release, this was the second longest animated film ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it is currently still the fourth longest animated film ever made. There are a couple of movies produced after that that are longer. But um, uh, the, the first place, the, the longest animated film ever made, by the way, is a film from 1983 called Final Yamato, which is about 15 minutes longer. Yeah. Um, but, but it was the second longest animated film ever made at the time. And when Princess Mononoke was screened at the Toronto International Film Festival, Festival, Miyazaki introduced it and he told the audience, quote, I hope you will all enjoy all of the ridiculously long two hours and 13 minutes. So <laughs> he's a guy who obviously has a good sense of humor about And he's uh, self-aware about, about his, his what work. he's produced. Yeah. 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 So that's all I got. Uh, this was the highest grossing film in Japan. Yes, it was. For about four weeks. 
and and until until it was overtaken by I think what most people would agree is a, is an inferior film. Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. Yeah. Titanic came along and said subtlety. <laughs> Fuck that. Nope. So that's depressing. Depressing news from Uncle Jason. Aren't you happy? Yay. Anything else, Steve? Nope. Great. Now we get to the part that I've been looking forward to so much. Oh, you mean I'm, pronouncing I'm, all of the names of all people of the in names a different, of the people who made it Yay. in a different language? Steve's gonna help me, right? You're gonna help yeah. Well, me. I, I'm I'm going to draw on my rich reserve of Japanese pronunciation from having watched so many years of Japanese wrestling, or an ability to read, or that, <laughs> which I apparently don't have because I have racist eyes. I guess uh, I don't know. I would never say that about you. You think it though well yeah you need to tell me these things you need to i'll tell you I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you after we you know after the show right before the stump story okay great okay uh okay it was directed by Hayao miyazaki <laughs> why is it <laughs> what the best known name on the entire production <laughs> as soon as i see it it's like the letters squiggle around the page i don't get it Wow. Hayao you Miyazaki. Really do have racist eyes. I literally had to look away to say it. Okay. You guys know him. He's done movies like Ponyo. We mentioned the other ones. How's Moving Castle? Poco Rosso. Have you ever seen that? I have not. No. You like airplanes? That's great. You should see it. It's about a pig okay. that flies a plane. Um, what else? That's Spirited oh, Away. Spirited my, my neighbor Totoro. My neighbor Totoro. Did he do Kiki's Delivery Service? I believe he did. Okay. I believe he did. Okay. Um, what else? The science fiction one that I can't remember right now because I'm old and I'm stupid. <sighs> I can't remember the name. Science fiction one I can't remember. It's got giant bugs in it. Um, I don't know. Okay, fine, whatever. I don't know. I don't, Castle I don't know. In the I sky. don't know. He did Castle in the Sky, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, produced by Toshio Suzuki. His movies. That's what he's been producing. Hey, you, you know, get, find you, a horse and ride it, baby. You find a genius, stick next to him for the rest exactly. of their lives. God, yeah, exactly. It's a tough world. Written by Hayomi. Uh, oh, God. Hayomi Zaki. <laughs> wow. Don't you touch me. Don't you not, do it. I'm, I'm, hey, we're still friends. I know. Starring Yoji Matsuda, um, who voiced uh, uh, Ashitaka. Yep. Yoriko Ishida, who voiced San. Yuko Tanaka, who voiced Lady Boshi. Karu. Karu. K-A-O-U-R-U, Steve. I think it's, I think that would be uh, either Kaoru or Kaoru. Um, Kaoru sure Kabayashi, who voiced uh, Jiko Obo. Um, Mashiko. <laughs> Masahiko, Masahiko Na- Nishimura. Masahiko Nishimura. Thank you, Steve, as Karuko. It's a T-S. Suniko. Sunehiko. Sunehiko, Ke- yeah, there you go. Kemijo, who voiced yeah. Ganza. Akashiro Miwa, who voiced Moro. Mitsuko Mori, who uh, voiced uh, Hisama. Hisaya. <laughs> Stop it. More. It makes it worse when you laugh at me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Morishige? Morishige. Yeah, Morishige. Yeah. But that's an E in the end. Should it be? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, who voiced uh, Akato Nushi? 
Music by Joe Hisani, a Japanese <coughs> film. Um, cinematography by Atsushi Okui. Yes? Yeah, good. yeah. Okui, yeah. Japanese right. film. Edited by Takashi Say, uh, Sayama. A lot of these guys worked on his films. Yeah. Okay, so... Distributed by Toho because they distribute everything. Why is that? Why is that? <laughs> it's because Japan's a small country. How many studios do they need? 90. Look how much they produce, for pity's sake. They produce a lot, Steve. They do. They do. All right. Release day, July 12th, 1997. Running time, 133 minutes. Budget, 2 point billion. Uh, is that yen? What are they using? 2.1 billion yen, yeah. Yeah, okay. Or 23.5 million in real money. Box Aww. office... million. We're done. Now we get to do the movie. That's why we got Princess Mononoke 2. (laughs) Wait, what happens in the sequel of Princess Mononoke 2? It's Moro's Revenge. (laughs) What, does a head drop off of the forest spirit? (laughs) The giant two-tailed wolf is back and she's pissed. She ain't ever coming back. What are you talking about? Her head scrambled around, bit off what's-her-face's arm. It's creepy. <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready? I'm ready. You ready to go into this deeply introspectful film, Steve? I'm ready. That ex- actually like tries to examine stuff and stuff? I didn't care for that. <laughs> Why can't they just slip in the diarrhea and have funny jokes? <laughs> oh, you know, anime. Why didn't they have pub culture references and shit? There weren't any. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say there aren't any celebrity voices, but the English version there are. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, I wanted to bring that up. Fuck the English version. I yeah, uh, I I watched the the Japanese version too. So I only own the Japanese version. It's not like I mean the, you can switch to it. Yeah. Bef- you know, and they well, had celebrities it. in it. They put celebrities I- in it. I, I saw I saw the English language version when it was in theaters because that was the version that was released. Um, yeah, I know. In '97, and and it, I mean it was it's good. Like it's not it's you know it's good. But uh, yeah, the, I watched it just for this. I watched it on on HBO Max, and they give you the option to either watch the English or the Japanese version. And yeah, I mean yeah, I always watch the Japanese version. I always yeah, watch I, the original language if if it's possible. If it's available. You know? Yeah. Right. Because the the English dub is not great, and you know it's got Billy. Bob Thornton and I was like I don't give a shit for some reason it just feels like they're not trying through the entire thing Billy Crudup man who Billy Crudup who's Billy Crudup he's Ashitaka yeah I know but what else has he done oh oh he was uh he was the the rock star in um almost famous he was Dr. Manhattan in the Watchmen movie oh is that him why does he sound so young he sounds like a 10 year old because he's he's pitching his voice up he's a professional oh that's why he couldn't emote very well with his vocal range <laughs> it's like I don't care but uh, Julian Anderson can't make her voice go very deep I mean <laughs> don't get me wrong I appreciate that she's voicing a wolf lady but she never sound threatening in the in the no. English dub well, they, they really missed an opportunity not to cast David Duchovny as a Koto <laughs> do they have to be stitched at the hip at everything they do yes okay fine whatever <laughs> All right, Steve, are you ready to grab grab hands and run away from the, the pig sausage beast that's going to come and kill us? <laughs> oh, oh, boy, I can't wait. Yes, I'm ready. Yay, can you, can you ready to run into a world that has ambiguous morality on all sides and you really yeah. don't know who to root for or what's going on? <laughs> the, the comfort-free world. <laughs> 
All right, let's run into Princess Mononoke. Not literally. I don't mean to run into a person. <laughs> Just run her right over. <laughs> Get out of my fucking way. Steve, take it away. So um, we start out with a sort of an establishing shot of a, of a, a, a mist-shrouded forest, and we get but that doesn't a, have anything to do with the plot. And we, I know it's boring. <laughs> and we get a, an opening title that explains that uh, in the past the forest was ruled by ancient gods mm-hmm. and giant beasts, and yeah. there was a and there's and there was a great forest spirit. Right. Um, and back in the day, humans and the animals sort of lived together in, in, in harmony, but now things have started to change. And, and, and I imagine the, due to your hatred of fantasy, this is when you started to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, no. I moved the coffee maker out into the living room so it would be right there next to me. <laughs> anyway, it basically gives you this setup. Things were good. Now they're bad. Yeah. We used to get Wa- along with yeah, things. And now just watch. Yeah. Yeah. Now just watch what happens. Yeah. It's going to be kind of gross. It's good, a little. Yeah. Yeah. So. So a. Um, do we meet Ashitaka first or does the or does the, the demon come out of the woods first? I can't remember what the order is, but I don't care. It doesn't matter. A demon comes out of the woods. The demon comes out of the woods and it's got it's covered in like these blood worms that are just wriggling all over its body. You can't even tell yeah. what it is yet. Yeah. And it's it's like destroying the the trees and the everything grass it touches it, it seems to be like yeah. acid right and it's coming close to a village and there's this uh a young prince named ashitaka who uh is riding around on on his his elk yakul his red elk his red elk and he sees this monster coming close to the village and he's like he does uh, the- uh, some school girls some village girls yeah tell they, him. they could run up and warn him about it and uh and all the people have been called to come back to the village and there's a guy in a watchtower that, mm. that Ashitaka runs to, you know, to tell him like, "Hey, we gotta go," and yeah. uh, they and they see the monster coming out of the woods, and it's um, gross, and it's gross. And when it comes out of the woods and it gets hit by the sunlight, the the worms on it kind of are pushed back for a second, and you see right. that it's a giant wild boar hidden underneath all of these. Uh, That's worms. right. Yeah, and like it's I gross. said, the bloody sausage pig monster. <laughs> Yeah, it's gross and ugly, and I hope it dies. But uh, uh, he's got to fight it, doesn't he? Yep. Oh, yeah, because well, I guess he's he's to protect the village. That's right. Know. He's a hero. And he shoots it with a couple arrows, and then one of the tentacles comes off it and grabs him by the arm, and he's like, ow. Right? Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a plot point. Yeah, and then he finally kills it, and the boar's like, I fucking hate people. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to kill all of you. Well, first what happens is he knocks it down. The villagers go, he killed it. We did nothing. Yay! And they run out. And they can can see that he's hurt, right? And he's like, no one touched the wound. Go get the, the go get the wise woman. The wise woman the Oracle, comes back yeah. on, on the back of one of the dudes who, whose job I is, is is to be her personal valet. Yeah, well, she ain't walking. She's like, I ain't walking. And she's like, pour this water on that. I'm gonna go talk to the, the dead boar. And the dead boar, she comes up and she's like, Go, dead boar. Please leave us alone. Please die and go away. <laughs> Just stay dead yeah. and leave and us that's when, the and, fuck and that's alone. The boar, and that's when the boar is like, Fuck you. Yeah. And then he rots. 
and leaves yeah. the skeleton behind. Convenient. Yeah. So then they convene uh, like a, a little gathering to talk about what just fucking happened, right? And yeah. uh, the old lady's like, "Listen, we I found this thing in the middle of him. He was it was inside of him, and it poisoned him, and it turned the boar into a demon. And now you've been touched by the demon. Now you have to go away. Fuck off." Yeah. And the she basically like, says, "She basically says bad news. You have a curse, and there's nothing you can do, and it's going to kill you. But you could rot right off to the west, and maybe you can have the curse. Find an enchanted dead. forest, and maybe yeah. the forest spirit will heal you. And um, bye. Yeah. We don't like you. We don't like you anymore. Some of the people are like, you just saved the town. And they're like, shut the fuck up. Man. He's cursed. Do you see that gross arm? Get him out of here. Yeah. He's gross. He's, all He's gross. He's been corrupted he's, by evil. He's about to leave, and his sister runs up and gives him a spear. Oh, and they can't watch him leave. That's the other thing. According like to a, law, we yeah. can't watch you leave. Who wrote that down? Where is that? Where is that in this contingency? It's in, it's in the village constitution. That is a very specific law. If you should happen to get cursed by a demon pig sausage monster, <laughs> when we throw you out, no one can look at you go. You know, what's, like, you, you know what's really weird? That's their Second Amendment. <laughs> I think they just have a whole shitty list of blue laws that they still follow. <laughs> if you get cursed on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You cannot make a chicken and a goose kiss. <laughs> How did this get in here? It's a long this story. Just don't do it, please. They also say that they're uh, a clan that got pushed out by the emperor and yes. hunted down and nearly, they're, they're barely holding together. They're failing. Gen- all the old, younger generations are shitty and they're not as good oh, as Oh yeah, the that, that's one of the reasons why some of the, some of the people were upset because Ashitaka is like the leading young person in the village and they're like, yeah. oh great, now he's going to die. We're So we're basically screwed. Thanks a lot. Thanks. You left us with all the shitty people. Yeah. Anyway, his sister goes up and gives him a nice little... Nice little necklace thing mm-hmm. with his her crystal dagger, and he says, "I can't take it." And she says, "Just leave." <laughs> He's like, "Okay, <laughs> take it and get out of here." Okay, a uh, bye. You're not going to keep it very long. Spoiler alert: just yeah. get out of here. And he leaves, but then he stumbles across a massacre. Uh oh! Bunch of villagers are getting beat up and killed by samurai, right? All oh, those what he those said. samurai, you can't trust him for a second. Yeah, wacky samurai, and they uh. see him, and they're like, "Kill that guy! He's a warrior." And he's like, no. And he puts an arrow in his quiver. And then all of a sudden, his arm gets all weird. Yeah. And, and when then he... he <laughs> go for it. You describe it. He, he shoots the arrow. He shoots the arrow. And it hits one of the samurai uh, and chops off both of his arms. And pins them to a tree. And pins them to a tree. And then he shoots an arrow at another guy. And it knocks his head off. <laughs> so, oh, shit. <sighs> But he doesn't stop to help anybody else. Nope. He's in a hurry. He needs He's to get like, to the magical woods. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I told you to not I told you not to fuck with me. And then he goes to the next village over and he tries yeah. to buy some rice and a woman doesn't recognize gold. He yeah. tries to give her a, a, a hunk of gold. And this monk guy comes up and says, Oh, that's gold. I'll give you four bags of rice or whatever. And he can't uh, Ashitaka can't be bothered. He's like, just fucking me, I'm yeah, having the worst couple of days. Can right. I just, give me the give me the rice and let me get out of here. I mean, get him a red yeah. gun, I'm gonna leave. And as he's leaving town, the monk shows up. Yeah. And he's like, You see those guys behind us? They're probably gonna kill us. And take all of our shit. So let's run. And they run and they go into the forest. And it turns out that he's like the nihilist exposition monk. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> 
he while they're cooking dinner, he explains a whole bunch of stuff. Like, he knows who he is and what village he's from, and he's like, you better keep that to yourself. And also, here's a bunch of other info. Like, the Emperor wants to live forever. Yeah. Um, and, uh... <laughs> and, there's, there, and, and, and doesn't he tell him about the ironworks, too? I think he does tell him about yeah. the ironworks. And then, um, about the forest and how it's dangerous and people can't go in it or they're going to get killed and blah and blah. But then we cut to some people who are trying to move rice over a desolate landscape. Yeah. And you're like, geez, they're in the mud and it's awful and these people are having trouble with their oxen. What else could possibly go wrong? Oh, two giant wolves. <laughs> One of them's ridden by a little girl. Yeah. And they try to shoot them with these weird pole gun things and they shoot yeah. one of them and one of the wolves falls down the cliff and she says oh that's a god you can't kill a god no. like why are we even shooting at them <laughs> why yeah, are we even wasting ammunition <laughs> a bunch of dudes a bunch of dudes also fell off and some yeah oxen and stuff and so then we cut uh, Ashitaka, and he's going through the forest, and uh, dude's gone. The monk is gone now, right? He's not right. There. Well, because Ashitaka left before he woke up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so then he sees a river, and it's filled with a bunch of dead guys, but not all oh. of them are dead. He pulls some of the guys up, and he brings them up onto the riverbank because he's gonna save them. And while he's doing that, he sees a little a girl sucking on a wolf. Yeah, sucking the blood out of the wound because the yeah. wolf, the, the big wolf, the 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 more. Um, who was shot the one that was shot yeah uh and the the, the girl is like cleaning the wound i guess yeah and trying, he's like try, trying to get the bullet out yeah i hope i'm not interrupting your breakfast maybe uh, <laughs> whatever you're doing here <laughs> i'm looking for the gods because my arm's fucked up can you help me and she says no she says <laughs> go away fuck you and they run off and they take one of the oxen with him. And he's like, oh, that's weird. And then one of the guys he saves starts screaming because a weird ghost baby with a neck problem is showing yeah, up. Yeah, a little, a, a little nightmare baby has arrived. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Edvard Monk's The Scream started producing children. <laughs> Edvard Monk's Scream Babies. <laughs> I remember that in the late '80s. That was a great show. Scream Came Babies after oh, yeah. Muppet Babies. <laughs> it was It was like an hour thing. It was an hour block one Saturday morning. Yeah, it was Muppet Babies and Scream Babies and Edvard Munch Scream Babies. Yeah, and then of course they they tried to get uh, Unshi and Andalou Babies, but that didn't come out. That didn't people didn't like that as much. Now here's the thing. That's not just a silly joke that Jason's telling. I think it was intentional because if anyone knows the story behind the Scream, do you know what the story behind the Scream painting is? No, I don't think I do. He's reacting about the scream of nature being oh. destroyed. Well, that makes so, perfect sense. I don't think it's a mistake that we can make a direct connection to the design of what are called tree spirits having this kind of blank expression on their faces. So it wasn't just Miyazaki trying to scare me? I think it was Miyazaki showing off. Make me, make it, trying to make me as uncomfortable as possible for something mm -hmm. that's just mm -hmm. sort of cute and innocuous. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? Why is it making that noise? <laughs> Anyway, they show up. The guys start freaking out because they think they're going to kill him. He, yeah. And Ashitaka's like, no, the tree spirits are fine. They like us. He says it's, it's a, a good bus. sign. It means that yeah. the forest is healthy. Yeah. And then they go into the forest and they sit by a pool. And uh, he's trying to carry these two guys who are afraid that everything's going to kill them because people die when they go in the forest. And then while, uh, while Ishitaka is uh, putting his arm in the water because he's having another one of his spasm things, what does he see, Steve? Um, he sees a, this is where he sees the track, right? 
He sees more than the track. He sees a track, and then he uh, he sees the it's the, he sees the deer god for the first time. Yes, he sees yeah. the the forest spirit deer yeah. god. <laughs> That's what it's called in the subtitles. He's the forest spirit. I guess you could call him a deer god. He's he a don't god look in like the no deer. He's got what? he's just got a few more antlers. He's got derp face. Boy, I'm glad they saved that for later. He has a he has a nightmare monkey face. He's got a permanent derp face. He looks like an idiot. He's a nice deer god. Leave him alone. <laughs> Unless you chop his head off, then well, he's not they, nice deer he, god. He gets a little fussy when you chop his head off. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you that. Anyway, they see him. They come out of the forest, out of the forest, and he sees Iron Town. Yes. And they're like, "Yay, you made it home!" And they go across the river, and everyone's happy. And then a woman comes down and yells at her husband for a little while. And some people are thanking him for saving them. And that's when we first meet. Oh no, we met Lady Hibachi when they were attacking the rice shipment. Cause she's <laughs> Lady the Hibachi. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <sighs> Lady Hibashi. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And um, she's like, hey, come and meet me later. Yeah, all the girls, you can stay and rest. All the girlies think he's cute. Oh, right? yeah. And um, then he goes into town and has dinner at the Flashback Cafe, where <laughs> they talk about stuff, and then we see flashbacks of them attacking um, Naga, who yes. was the boar that he killed earlier. Yes. And, oh, the the thing inside of him is a bullet. Yeah, right? and, and, and Ashitaka's is like, oh, that's not good. Turned him into a demon guy. Yeah. Right? And then he <sighs> follows the... All the ladies think he's cute. Mm-hmm. All of them think he's cute. And then he follows Lady Hibachi, and she's like, I'm going to show you all my secrets. Guy who just showed up. Guy who just showed up. <laughs> and uh, we find out from the guys in the cafe that a lot of the women that work in work there are former prostitutes. Yes. Yeah. And from they kind of look down the, on them for that. Yeah. The city. Some of them look down on them for that. Others yeah. think that they're great. Yeah. Right. Well, because the, the, the women are the ones who work the bellows that make the iron, that melt down the the ore and make the iron so they have like a really important job in the iron works that's right and so uh he follows lady hibachi to her super secret leper rifle den oh yeah in which which a bunch of lepers are the ones that are designing and making the rifles that she's specifically going to give the women so that they can defend the town right right and you're like wait a minute She's helping women out of poverty (laughs) and awful jobs. Yeah. And also she treats lepers like people and like, because there's one leper that's really sick and he's like, she's so awesome. I love her so much. She treats us like people and she scrubbed our wounds and bandaged us and she kissed our boo-boos and we call her mommy and we love her. (laughs) Right, right. Oh, okay. And then after that little thing, he goes back to the ironworks and helps helps the ladies with the bellows. Right. And they love that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the girlies say he's pretty fly for a cursed guy. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that joke, goddammit. Well, you don't have to now, buddy. You did it. You took that. You took that bullet. I took it. I took that. I took that iron ball, and it turned me into a demon. <laughs> Anyway, then Sam decides she's going to attack because she wants to kill Lady Hibachi. Yeah, oh yeah. She gets into the city and there's a bunch of running around and shooting at her. And uh, Ashitaka don't like this. He don't like, no. he don't like this because he's a guy of peace, right? He wants peace. Absolutely. He wants everybody to stop fighting. Stop fighting, you jerks. Stop it. But no one wants to listen to him. You know, he, yeah. uh, uh, son tries to attack him. Lady Hibachi says he's... 
tries to attack him, and then at some point, Son and Lady Hibachi are fighting, and um, uh, then all of a sudden, uh, 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 Ashitaka gets real strong, and yeah. he bends, bends a dude's sword, and he gets in between the middle of him, and he says, not for this shit, knock it off. Here, punch for you, punch for you, and he punches <laughs> him in the stomach, and they both pass out. And Lady Hibachi falls down, and he picks up the wolf girl, and he's like, because she's always riding on wolves, he's like, I'm taking her to the forest, you guys stop it. And one lady's like, no, I'm going to shoot him because those forest assholes tried to, they killed my husband. It's not good. It's not fair. You can't take her. And he's like, no, I'm not listening to you. And he walks off. And then they shoot him. Oh, yeah. But he keeps going. Through his body, but he keeps going. And then he lifts up the big gate all by himself. And the other wolves come down, and he's like, look, look what I brought. Your, your dead friend. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just hit her really hard in the stomach. It's fine. She's okay. Yeah. And now we cut to them riding up the hill, and he, well, as she's waking up, he passes out and falls off. And the wolves yeah. are like, let's kill him now. And they start shaking yeah. his head. <laughs> the, well, a wolf runs up immediately and starts ra- like ripping into his head. And San's like, ah, bu- bu- bu. just no, yeah. hold on. I'm conflicted. I want to kill him. Why are you doing this? All people are stupid and awful. I hate them. I'm going to kill you. And what does he say, Steve? He tells her that she's beautiful. Oh, and she goes, oh, no, because it hit a lady part or something yeah she's like "Ooh, what was that mm-hmm. but who shows up to ruin this intimate scene oh uh the, the most deeply creepy creatures <laughs> in the forest the apes who are also apparently the dumbest creatures in the forest and <laughs> i i find them absolutely delightful i don't find them delightful at all because they're like in shadow and they have red eyes oh they're, they're super like, creepy but i love give us, i give us the person give us the human we want to eat him <laughs> they're they're super creepy but i, I love that the animals that are the most closely related to humans are the dumbest animals. I just think that's awesome. They want to eat him. They're like, we want to kill the humans. We want to eat the human. Because the we'll wolves get are like, now. Nah. And she's like, that's not how that works, dummies. And they're like, we don't care. Give, give us. We plant all that. We're trying to plant trees. We're trying to do good shit. What do you do? You run around on the back of a fucking. We know you're a human, Cuban. You're not a wolf. Just because you hang out with wolves doesn't make you one. Anyway, uh, we got the barbecue started, so... Uh, <laughs> Just give us the human. Just we'll get out of here. Human. We'll get out of here. <laughs> and you can't have any when you find out how smelly, how, how good he smells. <laughs> Don't even come asking for some at our human barbecue. But the wolves run them off, right? Yeah. And so she takes... Um, now, no, that that's when we find out about uh, Jiko Bo is not actually a monk. Right, right. He's a hunter. He, he's following them, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. also when we find out that the 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 uh, forest spirit, or as Steve says, deer spirit. <laughs> yeah, the deer god. Uh, turns into a gigantic blobby monster at night called yeah, the, the Nightwalker. The Nightwalker. I remember this one time when the Nightwalker was stuck on board of a cruise ship with a werewolf. Oh, I think you're thinking of a different character. I'm not! <laughs> <laughs> Darren McGavin is the Nightwalker. <laughs> anyway, they're going to hunt him. They're, they plan on killing him, right? Yeah. Because, uh, well, he mentioned in an earlier conversation that the emperor wants to live forever. And apparently the emperor got this idea that if you cut off the forest spirit's head and eat it, that you'll live forever. It'll make you immortal. Yeah. Right. And since we never meet the emperor in it, I'm just pretending it's Emperor Palpatine. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bring me the head of the forest spirit. Once I eat it, my journey to the dark side will be complete. <laughs> the best the, meat is on the face. It's a better explanation for why he's alive in the last in Rise of Skywalker than what they had in the fucking movie. If he had just oh, said, yeah. I ate the head of the <laughs> of the forest spirit of the forest spirit. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I was not inspired by that movie, by the way. That's something I totally made up on my own. Miyazaki, Miyazaki ripped me off. <laughs> I, I traded him, traded him five hundred womp rats for the idea. I said, "Can I use that?" And he said, "I want womp rats." And I, I've got bushels and bushels <laughs> of womp, womp rats. rats. <laughs> You know, Japanese people like to eat weird things, and they like to eat it raw. And I was like, "Who am I to judge?" <laughs> Just give me, give me what I want, and get off my ranch. <laughs> he wants to know what womp rat tastes like, and I already know what tauntaun paws taste like. So I felt we were, we were kin. We understood each other. Just go make your silly cartoon. And why didn't you use it in the movie? Shut up! It was I out hear- of my control. <laughs> I tried to tell him I had a deal, but Kennedy wouldn't listen. It didn't focus group well. (laughs) Miyazaki sent his animation ninjas after me for breaking our contract. Those creepy ghost babies started showing up in my house. Don't you see them? No, they're right there. (laughs) They're right behind you. Let my Ewok servant bring more wine. <laughs> Get him away. It's just jump, a little, little jump, kid jump, in a shoot costume. Him away. <laughs> bring me my gun. We're going to play the most dangerous game. <laughs> it's like one of those like old style like cartoon elephant guns with like the bell on the end of it. <laughs> Run, reporter. He climbs on a dewback. Run. Daddy's got something for you. If you ring the bell 12 miles away on my property, you live. (laughs) (sighs) The audience is like, Jesus, does it never end for them? You guys missed out on the full 25 minute. Oh, yeah. We didn't even record (laughs) any of that. There was a whole setup to that bit that we didn't even record. And it's still stuck in my head. And it had nothing to do with this movie. Anyway, Sam anyway. took uh, Ashitaka to the pool where he yeah. was previously. And she sticks him in the water. And then the spirit, after he stops being the Nightwalker, he comes down. Then he turns into the, the deer man animal again. Yeah. And we get this is I think this is the first time we see his creepy, scary monkey face. Yeah, his yeah. creepy derp face. And it kisses him or nuzzles him or something, does something. Yeah. But it heals him of his bullet wound, yeah. but not of his curse. Oh, God. I mean, well, you know, what's even the point of having a forest spirit? She pulls him out of the water, and she said, oh, the forest spirit healed him. And she's like, here, eat this jerky. And she crams it into his face, and he's like, I'm not strong at all. And I'm choking on it. it. Please, no. So she does what anyone would do, which is chew up the food in her mouth and feed <laughs> she... it to him like a baby bird. Yeah, and then she keeps doing it. She's like, no, you need more. And it's he's like, like, no, 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 no I, don't. I, I get it. I get it, movie. I get what she don't I keep wanted, showing me. Don't keep showing me. I wanted me. to kiss you, but not like this. No, that's not how I imagine this. Um, uh, her mom, who is a wolf, doesn't like him. No, he's a human. She's, she's like, he's a human. They hate humans. I don't want you hanging around that human. Kill him. Just kill, please. I'll kill and him. And then a bunch of boars show up, and they're like, you guys 
it's your humans kill both of them and they're like oh jesus christ so not even the animals can get along and then a really old crusty white boar shows up yeah a cartoon. and yeah and uh, then uh, Ashitaka passes the sniff test because he's the big boar is blind and he smells him. And he's been like trying, Ashitaka's been like, okay, so this guy that you mentioned, Naga, he turned all evil because he got shot with a bullet and then I fought him and I killed him and then he cursed me. And then he goes, nope, yeah, that's what happened. And the wolf is like, please don't go attack the humans because it's suicide and you'll all die. And they're like, well, there's nothing fucking else to do. We've all been killed. <laughs> what else are we going to do? Shit. And you're like, oh, so no one's getting along. There's no one There's no one to root for because everyone's complicated. <laughs> everybody hates everybody else. And then there's this, we cut to a samurai attack where a bunch of samurais without guns get slaughtered by people who have guns. Yeah, yeah, because the samurai were sent by this guy named Lord Asano who yeah. wants Lady Eboshi's iron iron yeah because that's what they make iron yeah. bullets things like that yeah and uh as she's walking back to town jiko Bo shows drops down and they have a little polit- political talk yeah mm-hmm. it's like oh well, let me explain to you about the samurai guys and oh the emperor wants this he wants me to cut off the the forest spirit's head and you want that don't you and she's like oh yeah i do because <laughs> then we can cut down all the trees and mine that area of town. right mine right. that area of, of town <laughs> of, the of, of the forest yeah and they're like let's be in you let's be in you team up because he's got all these hunters right right and um so uh hibachi's gonna join him on their little hunt and they're kind of like uh, okay but then we cut to the, the sleepy sleepy time song where they're in a cave under uh, there in a cave where uh ashitaka, ashitaka. And are in a cave and he wakes up and there's a song and then he goes outside and um her giant wolf mom says get out or i'll kill you <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah and he's like fine and he he next morning son's gone and he gives a necklace to a wolf and he, it looks like he's leaving he's making good on yeah. that he's like i don't want to get killed by her mom that'd be bad <laughs> um but now it's time for the boar war mm-hmm. where the boars are going to they're all gathering and getting ready to attack and he can hear fighting off in the distance and he's like oh no and he goes and he encounter samurai guys and he kills a couple of those guys <laughs> oh yeah he knocks off a couple more heads mm-hmm. and then he swims across and the women are there and they've been defending the town with their guns and the lepers have been doing yeah. it too and he's like i'm gonna yeah. go find more people to help you and they're like we're doing okay and he's like no i'm gonna do it and he said look we might be women but we're doing just fine right <laughs> and he's like no really serious i'm gonna go give it. so he goes and then he kills some more samurai guys and then <sighs> They could have done a lot of things, Steve, but uh, did they have to shoot his his incredibly awesome red elk? Did they? They didn't have to, but that's what they did. That's what they did. But it didn't kill him. Yeah. And no, it just hit him like in the in the back, in the in the haunch, in the ass, in the haunch. You hunted. You know where he got shot. In the in the ass. No, it's his haunch. Right in the ass. Basically, what haunch. would be your thigh? That's <laughs> not your in ass. His ass. Right up his ass. <laughs> shot him in the butthole. He shot him in the butt. The, the, the elk got shot in the butt. 
<laughs> anyway, Ashitaka said, oh, no, you didn't. And he kills one guy and the other guy runs away. <laughs> yeah, one of After my favorite sh- bits in the whole movie. Shoots his head clean off. Uh, and we... The dude just turns around and says, nope, <laughs> I'm out of here. Anyway, he says, look, I got to go get some more help. You stay here. And he tries to leave. And the elk's like, where do you think you're going? And he tries to follow him. And he's like, stop it, you stupid animal. Stop it. You're going to die. And the elk's not listening. Anyway, he runs into village people. Yeah. And they're like, okay, so here's what happened. And then we get a flashback of uh, the army blowing up all of the boars. Mm-hmm. And they've been wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, he confirms that Sun and the wolf were there. And he wants to know. With the boars, yeah. yeah. And then he finds one of the wolves underneath one of the boars. And he's like, don't worry, I'll get you out. And then he fails. And then the rest of the... he One of the guys is going to shoot him because he thinks he's a traitor because he's trying to save one of the wolf. And he says, no, I need the wolf to find to find uh, Hibachi because she can't yeah. kill the forest spirit. God damn it. Yeah, that's going to be real bad for It'll everybody. It'll be super bad. That. I don't know how yet, but it's going to be bad. And they're like, they he's going to shoot him. And then the guy hits him over the head and says, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and they all lift the boar that's on top of the wolf off the wolf. And then him and the wolf run off to the forest. And he tells all the guys, go back to the town. They need you. And they're like, okie dokie, boss. And then they go. (laughs) And then, so it turns out the great big white boar that's blind has survived, but he's not in good shape. Right. No. So, so San and one of the other wolves are trying to get him to the forest spirit. Mm -hmm. So, so hopefully he can be healed. And then something happens that I don't remember this affecting me like this the first time I watched this movie. It's been a while since I've watched this movie, guys. Yeah. But boy, did it affect me this time for whatever reason when the old boar, um, someone says something's approaching and it's not man and it's not animal. And you see these boars in the back, you know, kind of, they don't have eyes. They look yes. funny. But the boar, yes. the older boar, the white boar, is blind and going crazy. And he, he thinks that they're his warriors returning to him. And he yes. becomes so convinced of this that he starts moving forward. He tells them, come on, let's go to the pool. Go to the pool and everything will be fine. And they're like, no, they're people. They're people wearing boar skins that they literally just cut off your own people. <laughs> and, but that he doesn't hear it. And that, for me, was kind of heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. It's a great scene. It's, yeah. And so he he goes to the pond where she really shouldn't go. <laughs> no, no. And, um, you know, San's mom is there. <laughs> And at one point, the guys in skins, when uh, the board, uh, the the chief boar stumbles and falls, they run up to him, and I think they're stabbing him from underneath their boar things when they run up. And, yeah. And she tries to shoo him away, and then, oh no, Steve, what's happening to the the chief boar? He's he's sprouting them demon worms. He's becoming a demon. And what is and he? And it's not good. What does he do? Uh, well, he, he kind of eats San. Yeah. Like she gets she gets like pulled into the by the worms, and she ends up in his mouth, like hanging off one of his uh, one of his uh, tusks. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, and San's mom is not having that, is she? Oh no. She's like, give me back my daughter. She's now biting the boar. They're fighting. Everything, everything is bad. Everything is bad. <sighs> um, Ashitaka shows up. Everything is bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but then the forest spirit shows up. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah, it's, everything's going to be fine now. And he's like, I'm going to sort this by killing you and you. <laughs> Everybody dies. Walks, That's my solution. Walks up and kisses the boar, and he dies. And um, the mother uh, you know, pulls away from the boar with a mouthful of gross-looking goop. And inside of all of that goop is Son. Um, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Hero guy, Ashi Pop. Ashitaka. Ashitaka yeah. grabs her and jumps into the pond. Now, the forest spirit has been shot once by uh, Lady Hibachi. Yeah. And she's like, it's going to take more than one shot. I'm going to show you how to kill God, life and death. And someone goes, excuse me, wait wait a minute. Did you say this was a God of life and death? And they're like, yes, but we're only paying attention to the killing part. We're not we're not going to pay attention to any other aspect of this creature. Watch me do it because I'll be super cool. And they're like, well, I'm Here having second thoughts about killing the God of life and death. <laughs> Give me that gun, you pussy. And what does she do, Steve? Um, well, the, uh, the forest spirit start, the sun goes down and the forest spirit is starting to transform into the night walker. Right, his neck's getting and all long. That's, yeah, the neck is getting long and that's when she shoots it again and, uh, knocks its head off. Yeah. And yeah. that wasn't the thing to do, was it? No, it's not good. So then the night, the night walker just kind of keeps getting bigger and bigger and transforms into this like shapeless goop. Yeah. That just kind of spreads all over everything for a while. Uh-huh. And that shapeless. And everything it touches dies. Everything that it touches just dies and kills all of her porters yeah. and um she goes and she picks up the head and she's like here and they put the head in a big metal basket and she's like and while she's standing there um son's mom's head becomes alive <laughs> yep and like creepily slides across the ground like a snake and bites her arm off yeah take that take that lady <laughs> that's what you get Meanwhile, Ashitaka knows somehow that he's got to put the head back on this forest spirit. Yeah. And, and, or uh, things are going to get bad, and it does because the goop's going everywhere and killing everything. And uh, the people in town see that the goop is coming. And (laughs) Ashitaka, he's like, hey, if the goop touches you, you're all dead. Get in the water, I'll slow it down a little bit. And everyone gets in the water. And then the townsmen come. And they're like, hey, we're here too. And, <laughs> and somehow, uh, what's his name? Monk guy, Jibo, Bobo. Jigo, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I got it. And he's got the head. And the body of the Nightwalker is like reaching for the head. And then the head falls down. And then they all get trapped on a rock, like Sam and Frodo at the end of the. <laughs> Return of the King, and he's like, it's all sucks, and they're like, we gotta give it back to him, because <laughs> they're surrounded by goop. Everything's going tits up in this whole thing, and so him and Son hold the hold the head up, and they're like, please take this back and stop killing us. Our bad. Here's your head. And the giant kaiju dips down. <laughs> this big flash of light, and um. It kind of looks around for a second, and then it falls down on top of uh, Iron Town, and doesn't explode really; it just kind of dissipates. Yeah. And then we hold on this shot, and we hold on it. And oh we, yeah, and, for a long and time. We hold on it, <laughs> and you're like, "Is are we gonna cut to credits now?" <laughs> nope. I mean, it feels like we could cut to credits right now. And just... It's a long because what happens <laughs> is ever after a long time, ever so gradually, you see that it all starts to turn green. 
Yep. Like the the life finally comes back. It comes to the back place. to all the hills and everything like that. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Yay!" And uh, the elk is fine now, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, walks up. The wolves are there. Walks up. Wakes up. Um, Ashitaka and Son. And Ash- Ashitaka looks a little bit better. He doesn't have that gross stuff that's been growing all over his body. No, his his curse has been lifted. Has it? Because he still has faint marks. He on still his has hand. a little. He still has a little thing on his hand mm-hmm. yeah but yeah and you're like oh yay they've been saved and they look around at all the green stuff Uh-oh. and she's like this force spirit is dead and he's like no it's god of life and death there's life in it he's i'm sure it's fine he's just everywhere he's all over the place everything's great shut up and she's like, okay. We cut to Lady Hibachi, who's like, we're going to rebuild Iron Town. I know I don't have an arm. Shut up. We're going to rebuild <laughs> Iron you. Town. And the people in the village are like, we can rebuild Iron Town. And Joboko, or whatever his name is, is like, everybody's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're all losers. I'm out of here. Jesus. And then... Uh, uh, we see San and Ashitaka and he's like, you gotta go back to the forest. And she's like, yep. And he says, I'm gonna go back and help them rebuild. But I'll be around. I'll come and visit as often as I can. Yeah, we can see each other. Yeah, yeah. we can see each other. And she's like, cool. And she rides off back into the forest and we cut to the forest. <laughs> <laughs> because we forgot to mention this when when they shot this the the forest spirit all the tree spirits died <laughs> oh yes all of them they fell out of the trees like snow and yeah. uh, you're looking at this little idyllic scene and, and then one of the one of the tree spirits appears and makes that weird clicking sound with its head and you're supposed to go great <laughs> oh good the nightmare babies are back the end. Steve? Yes, my friend. How do you feel about this freaking masterpiece called Princess Mononoke? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you kind of just said it. It's it's a it's a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. It's exquisitely crafted. Um, just it's one of those movies that you can you can break it down into categories and no matter which way you look at it it works Mm -hmm. i mean on a on a purely technical level it is a marvel i mean the 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 detail the painstaking detail of the animation um the way those that when the when the animals become demons the way the blood worms like Mm -hmm. ripple and sway on their bodies it's such an incredible effect um, the way that they use the, the I, I love the way they use uh, the scrolling of the foregrounds and backgrounds when uh, there are those shots of Ashitaka running when he's like racing toward racing through the forest like trying to catch up with mm-hmm. Lady Ibushi or, and it really gives a sensation of speed you know it yeah. really seems exciting and re- like just pulls you in. Um, the subtle, what I love is the first time he shoots arrows at people, they cut to the arrow flying through the air and the way they animate it gives it a sense of power. Like this yes. isn't just someone normally shooting an arrow. This is, there's something fucked up wrong about this arrow as it's flying yeah. through the air. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, and, and it's timed perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the, the, the arrows flying through the air and also uh, when characters jump off of like a high location and they drop down to the the ground Mm -hmm. like just the it's perfectly timed like the editing is just absolutely right Mm -hmm. um the 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 little attention to detail things like when ashitaka finds the the iron workers in the river 
and he's pulling them out. And before he reaches down to pull the first one out, he stops and he puts his bow around his head so he mm-hmm. can use both of his hands. Yeah. Just a little detail that they didn't need to put in there. They could have just drawn him in that scene without his bow. We wouldn't have known the difference. But they added that little detail to give it a, a, a sense of reality and just the sort, characters sort of have add to the richness to it. World. Yes. They have weight. They make errors when they're trying to do something. It's not just quick quick animation of someone lifting and pulling someone up. Right. Go down, adjust his grip, you know, to do yeah. to do something like that. It's I mean, he does combine both. There are some things in there that are that are uh, done, I think, humorously, like when uh, 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 Jibo eats. He eats so fast, no human could possibly ingest that much oh, food yeah. all at once. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He wolfs down that rice. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's on, like, his fourth bowl, and Shataka's right, exactly. just like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, just technically, it's it's superb. Um, it I like the way it feels like a cross between a folktale and a samurai movie. There are scenes that feel like it could be a Kurosawa film. That's like I was just going to say that it feels like yeah. a Kurosawa film. Especially like the scene in the in the uh, in the ironworks the first time that San attacks when they're running on the roof mm-hmm. and you know they're have and they they have that scene where uh, where Ashitaka like sort of pushes his way through the crowd and and bends the sword and kind of stands between them like that. Uh, other than the little supernatural bits, like that could easily be a scene from like Yojimbo or something. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. a really really evocative of Kurosawa. Um, there's also this wonderful weirdness that just permeates the film from things like the character design of the Nightwalker as this giant walking glitter blob mm-hmm. um, to the forest spirit and his nightmare monkey face. <laughs> um, he always, to, seems, he always uh, seems kind of stoned. Yeah, yeah. Just seems sort of just like placid to mm-hmm. the point where it's like, is he okay? You know, <laughs> like... He gets shot through the head, and he's just like, whatever. He's been eating his own <laughs> mushrooms. That's what he's been doing. <laughs> and, I, and they also, you know, when the animals, uh, the animals that do talk, when they talk, their mouths don't move. You know, like no. I mean, sometimes they sometimes they move sort of incidentally, but their mouths don't flap like they're talking. Right. And and that gives them such an otherworldly quality. Well, they're gods. It, 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 right. It, yeah, exactly. It really it really, really works. And it's a subtle thing, but mm-hmm. it's a really important choice. There's also this brutal, absolutely black sense of humor mm-hmm. that 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 pops up when you least expect it. Like like uh, that scene that we laughed about a few minutes ago when Ashitaka you, decapitates the one guy with an arrow and the other guy just yes. turns around and, <laughs> and, and rides away. It is so funny. Um, it's so funny. And uh, or or there's also a moment when uh, uh, Kuroku, one of the guys that he drags out of the river, when they reach the domain of the uh, of the forest spirit, and they and uh, everything is sort of turning green, um, and he thinks that his broken arm has been healed, oh, yeah. and and he's like, my arm is better, and he like raises his arm, and he's like, oh nope, shit, still, still broken. broken. <laughs> um, and uh, so like, things like that are just all through it, and and finally, I love that it explore. It has these really heavy really important themes that it explores in a way that is complex rather than black and white. 
Um, mm-hmm. there, there is an environmentalist message at the heart of this movie that I very much agree with and think is necessary for us to hear and, and to heed. But it's not as simplistic as nature is good and industrialization is bad. Mm-mm. Lady Eboshi La- Lady is a villain in many ways. She is a capitalist who is willing to destroy the forest in order to make her iron. But as we discussed, she also treats her workers with dignity. And, she knows and, them by and, name. And, and knows him knows them by name chooses for her employees people who are marginalized and subjugated elsewhere in society and gives them a job and gives them dignity and gives them uh, a better life than respect and gives them a better life than they would have otherwise Mm -hmm. and and yes it's it's hard work and you could you could always make the argument well she's just picking vulnerable people and exploiting them to make her iron but it seems like you know one one of the recurring themes of the movie is that life is hard no matter where you are Mm -hmm. We, we we hear people repeatedly throughout the film say the whole world is cursed. Mm-hmm. We're told that over and over again. It's not just the forest. It's not just the town. The whole world is cursed. Yeah. And and while Lady Eboshi is far from a hero, she is also not a one-dimensional scheming evildoer. Like there are good things that she does. Um, and there are, I mean, when, when, when the lepers talk glowingly about her and, and about the, the kindness that she has shown them, you can't just brush that off. No. Like that's a part of her character. That means something. And and likewise, nature is not portrayed as either purely good or purely evil. No. Even even the, the forest spirit is portrayed as this distant, unknowable, mysterious thing. Even to the animals. And, and to the even other to gods. The other animals. Even to the other animals. Yes. So, sometimes he does things that seem to favor you, and other times he does things that seem cruel and indifferent and we often speak about nature itself in real life in similar terms. You know, we talk about how callous and capricious nature is, and, and we forget that, that we're speaking metaphorically when we do that. We're anthropomorphizing nature even, even when we don't realize it, mm-hmm. um, because that's just how our brains work. That's just how our language works. And the truth is nature isn't cruel. Nature isn't capricious. Nature isn't any of those things. Nature, it just is. Mm-hmm. And, and the forest spirit is depicted in exactly that way. He isn't good or evil. He's the god of life and death. He just does as he does, and and it's all part of the same life cycle. Um, one of the one of the human characters comments when he shows up near the end, right right before they they shoot his head off, and he and he kills uh, Moro and Koto. Yeah. And there's a there's one of the human characters is like, oh, they came to him for healing, and he gave them death. And it's like, yeah, because that's what they got. Mm-hmm. You know, may, maybe maybe you could say, well, maybe that was maybe that was the compassionate thing for him to do at that point. Maybe it was their fate, you know, whatever. But the point is, the dear God did what he did. It's not good or bad. It's not right or wrong. Yeah. It's nature. He just does what he does. And 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 ultimately, the solution to the conflict between humanity and nature that the movie proposes is not for them to retreat from one another, but for, for them to figure out how to enter into a cycle with each other mm-hmm. to, find, to find a give and take and an equilibrium that will allow them both to thrive because we were told at the very beginning of the movie by the the opening title and we're 
shown it again at the end with the death of the forest spirit. Um, the old order is gone. Like yeah. the way things used to be is not the way things are going to be in the future. The old order is giving way to something new. And if the animals of the forest and the humans want to survive and to thrive, they can't be enemies. They have to find a way to live together instead of one constantly trying to dominate the other. Mm -hmm. So, and so yeah, it's a complex message. It's not, and you're right, what, when it, it's, it's not the kind of movie that offers easy answers or reassurances um, or comfort. I mean, it is, it, 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 it's not a depressing movie. It's not an upsetting movie, but it doesn't give you the sort of pat storybook conclusion where it's like, oh, everything is all right. And if we just did this, everything would be fine. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't lay it out that simplistically. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great film. Um, and, and it's a great film by one of the great directors and not just directors of animation, but directors. One of the great directors, period. period. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's what I think. Cool. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I love this movie. Um, and one of the main ones is for this type of film, they showed a, an incredible amount of restraint and I'll use this as an example. When, um, Ajitaka is taken into the village hut and, she's consulting you know the stones to see what his fate is going to be and she's doing all of this exposition she says i found this in the boar right takes it yeah. out puts it down we don't know what it look what it is it looks like a, it could be a rock or something like that but it's played straightforwardly there's no fucking musical sting and oh, no. a close-up of yeah. the thing and a, a tight end and ominous music or anything like that it's just <laughs> this was in him and i think this is what corrupted him there's a lack of that throughout this entire movie it's subtle it's allowing mm -hmm. itself to be subtle it, 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 it it's an you have to have a certain amount of restraint when making a movie like this where you're making big points that you don't overstate what what the larger themes are we're allowed to draw the conclusions of what that object is over time rather than the movie foreshadowing some ominous bullshit. And it trusts us enough to be mm -hmm. able to go, oh, okay, I can see what that symbolizes. This is, you know, technology, technically, or, hu or humankind poisoning, you know, these creatures, and yeah. then they become something that represents hate and, and anger. I love the simplicity of design. It's not, it is a fantasy film. There's fantasy creatures in there. There's no such thing as a red elk. Right. As near as I can tell. I, if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. But that looks like it's a fantasy creature, but it's not so much of a fantasy creature that it's fanciful. Mm -hmm. You know, it looks like a creature that could actually exist, which is why I'm hemming my bet that it's not real. <laughs> because I could be wrong. Maybe they, you know, hunted them to extinction or something like that. Um, you know, the animals look like animals. They're, uh, um, exaggerated in certain cases but i mean they're not afraid of making things gross or weird the older mm -hmm. the older white boy that shows up he is blind and he's got crusty eyes and he looks old he just looks but not old like they put cartoon wrinkles on him made him look right. older they just made him look worn and done like he's <laughs> almost done um and uh, the last real main reason why I love this movie is that it's morally ambiguous. And the main reason why it's morally ambiguous, and this is how, you know, it reminded me a lot of Seven Samurai. Mm -hmm. Okay, Seven Samurai would present you with people and you go, oh, they're the heroes. And then you'd find out, oh, no, they've done bad stuff. The villagers killed killed samurai in yeah. the past 
and kept all of their weapons. And (laughs) they're not necessarily good people. The movie allows both sides of this argument to be people, to be mm-hmm. people. It, it, you could have easily, you, you see Iron Town and it's this fortress with spikes all around it and a high wall. And your instincts, because you've been poisoned by Western cinema, is to believe that they're the bad guys. It's like, oh no, he's, he's going to find bad guys. Instead, you find happy, funny, realistic people who have, mm-hmm. some have bad opinions, some have good opinions opinions but they're people they're not bad guys the only ones that are really bad guys in here are the samurai is the samurai clan we don't spend a whole lot of time with them um although they do send the envoy out and they do chit chat with the women behind the wall (laughs) (laughs) and they're like you want our iron and then they start shooting at him which i think is great yeah, that's great. Um, but he bothers to give reasons as to why the people are behaving the way they behave. It's not, they're just evil, and we're going to fight them because they're bad. And it's like, no, everyone has a reason to hate each other. And the only person that wants them to not fight is Ashitaka, yeah. right? Ashitaka is always playing both sides. He's trying to keep the people in the town happy and safe. He kind of likes them. They kind of really like him. No matter how many times people say that he's a traitor or he's working for the wolves in the forest, he, all he's really interested in is getting these two groups of people to settle their differences peacefully without killing one another. And I can't think of another character like that in a movie where the central character, the people who we follow through this entire story, he doesn't really change a whole lot. And you'd think that would be a complaint, but he needs to be the person standing between both sides. He's a little bit like um, uh, Freighter from uh, from Met- uh, Metropolis. Yeah, between okay. the head and the hand is the heart. Well, between nature and technology, we have Ashitaka. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like, he's literally telling them, the only thing that's driving you now is hate, and you need to stop it, right? You need to stop this shit, stop it. No one trusts (laughs) him. Nobody trusts him. I also like this is that there is obviously feelings between Sun and Ashitaka, but they're not in love. They never kiss unless you consider puking beef jerky into his mouth kissing. (laughs) Which I don't anymore. (laughs) Um, it's obvious that they have feelings. I mean, the wolf mom says he, the, 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 that uh, he was picturing a life with her, right? Yeah. And they settle at the end. They go their separate ways. There's no Tassan, you have to come back to the man village and live like a, like a human. There's no pressure on, on Ashitaka that he has to return to the forest with San in order for them to be together. It is not a heart-wrenching scene where they're both weeping because they can't be together because they're separating. It's an acceptance of what they're going to do because they recognize that they're different people, that they feel for one another, and they're fine with going their separate ways. In an, I hate to say this, but in an American movie, they would have to fall in love and someone would have to make a choice or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. It would also be yeah. that there would be a clear bad guy, and more than likely the bad guy would be the people in town, and they'd all suck, you know? <laughs> Ultimately, what everyone figures out, both the animals and the people, is basically, if you kill the spirit of the forest, everybody dies. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. If you do that, everybody dies. You can't survive without it. And so... 
Um, yeah, I, I, I love this movie. It's not something that I watch on the regs, but, I mean, it is a movie that I deeply appreciate. It's not for mm-hmm. kids. It's oh, no. not for kids. There's long parts where we're just looking at stuff. Thankfully, it's beautiful, and it means something. But kids would get bored out of their minds. Um, and, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. So, classic, Steve? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yes. Totally. Classic. Yeah. And now it's time for Steve to not recommend something. Steve, not recommend a thing. <laughs> Oh boy! Um, so uh, Princess Mononoke is, is of course one of the greatest examples of uh, Japanese animation. Yeah. Um, I am going to not recommend another Japanese animated film. Oh. That is, in my estimation, uh, pretty much exactly the opposite of Princess Mononoke. I know that okay. ha- from having from having spoken to people uh, about this movie over the years, I know that it has its defenders. I know there are some people who really like it. I am not one of those people. Um, the movie I'm going to not recommend is a an anime film from 1985. It is an anime horror film, and it is called Vampire Hunter D. Oh, my God. And I hate it. Okay. <laughs> it's it's dog shit. It's 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 just it's it's confusing and depressing. All of our anime violent. fans were like, "Oh yay, they liked it!" And then he launched into a Vampire Hunter D. It sucks. It's stupid. Oh boy. I don't like it at all. It's garbage. Um, I was actually, I remember being, I, cause I, I watched it, it's been probably about 20 years since I've seen it. I remember being kind of angry when it was over that I had had to sit through that. It was just oh not gosh. good at all. I did not enjoy it. Um, so that is my not recommendation. I, I, it is, I, I, I know that there are people who really like it. I don't get that. <laughs> I didn't think it was good. Like, it's not even one of those things. It's not even like a Lord of the Rings thing where I'm like, well, I can see how people might enjoy it, but it's not my cup of tea. Mm. No, I think it's dog shit. I think it's a bad movie. Um, So that is my not recommendation. Vampire Hunter. It's like vampire shit. And it's like set in like the year 15,000 or something. And (laughs) the the fucking vampire hunter turns out to be Dracula's son. It's stupid. It's so (laughs) stupid. Um, anyway, that's my not recommendation, Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. You're welcome, Jason. As you guys know, I like to not recommend a movie from the same year as the movie that we just reviewed, and it's 1997. And so I have decided to not recommend another animated film. However, uh, it is not from Japan. It's from the United States. And the reason I dislike this fil- film is is because it's filled with fucking lies that make me angry. <laughs> Oh, boy. The movie I'm not going to recommend is a Don Bluth film (gasps) called Anastasia. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. A weird thing happened in Europe after the Russian people rose up against the royal family and killed all of them. And they got really kind of afraid, (laughs) like they should, because an entire population of people rose up and killed the royal family. And the rest of the European royal families were like, what happened? What? Oh, they shit. did they did what? They They, they can, can do that? They can do that? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and at some point some fucking charlatan liar came out and said, "No, no, I'm the youngest daughter of the the czar and uh, I'm I'm the the last surviving uh, royal person. Lots of people believed her and she was a fucking liar and she wasn't." But they decided, let's make a movie about her, because 
that's a good idea. And But in the movie, it's the truth. Oh, yeah, and also, let's make it look like that Russia was a Shangri-La where everybody <laughs> was fucking happy and satisfied and the royal family were great. And there's a problem with that because it wasn't because people were starving to death while they lived in their palace being manipulated by a lunatic monk. Ah, uh, you know, the co- history's complicated. So then they, of course, turned Rasputin into some sort of supernatural being, and there's a love story, and Aww. she is the last surviving uh, heir to, the, I guess, the throne or some bullshit. Sure, I don't know, because I stopped watching because I hated all of it, and I, I don't recommend this movie. I know it was really popular the year it came out. I think technically it's the last hit that Don Blues ever made. Yeah. But I hate it. I don't like it when people fictionalize history and paint something that wasn't there. Now, maybe we still had residual hatred towards Russia for some reason. I don't know why. It was 1997. The wall was down, right? Yeah, get over it. But glossing over human suffering to make heroes out of the people that died, I'm not saying, yes, they, I'm glad they all got gunned to death. I'm not saying that, but there were reasons that they yeah, were angry. It, it, it wasn't, yeah, exactly. The, the the peasants didn't get pissed off for no reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was like, because the way they show it is like Russia was great. So great that in fact, people, <laughs> there was a revolution. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's implied that Rasputin caused it. Oh, which sure. Then just completely takes the decision out of the Russian people's hands, makes them all dupes and puppets. <laughs> to a magic man and um yeah and that's why they decided to overthrow the monarchy that had ruled them for centuries <laughs> <laughs> because the magic man told him to yeah. he so, tricked them it's called anastasia <laughs> fuck it and fuck you guys for making it not you guys the other guys have made it <laughs> i can't believe it's not a disney movie <laughs> i don't think disney would even do that <laughs> <laughs> they like fucking over fictional stuff which is right. fine i guess <laughs> it's not like, <laughs> it's not like that you know disney made a movie about world war ii and then changed everything to make it seem like germany was under the control of some sort of nazi wizard <laughs> the nazi wizard <sighs> Steve? Yes, yes, yes. It's time for you to make a terrible choice. Oh. And I, this time around, it's going to be superhero movies. Because we haven't done <gasps> a superhero movie in a long time. Don't get excited. Oh, okay. Don't, don't, don't get excited. Too late. Because this time around, terrible choice really does mean a terrible choice. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, terrific. I have selected but... at random three <sighs> superhero movies that Steve does not know what they are. And now nope. he must choose A, B, or C for the next movie that we're going to review. Don't don't get worried, Steve, because there's no good choice. Oh, good. So go for it. A, B, or C? A. Motherfucker. You said there was no good choice. You said not to worry. I said that there was no good choice. I didn't, but I didn't say, you know what, some of them are worse than others. But, okay, okay fine. You did it. You fucking... <laughs> okay, tell me what, what which ones didn't I choose? Okay, had you chosen B, we would have watched and reviewed next time around Daredevil. Okay, yeah, not a great movie. No, it's not a great movie. It's become no. kind of infamously bad, actually. But... Yeah, it's not a good movie either. Really. No, no, no. <laughs> had you chosen okay. C, 
we would have watched the in- the incredibly bad Supergirl. Oh, okay. But you chose A. I did. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so the movie that we're going to review next features an Academy Award winning actress whose agents and producers lied to her. <laughs> Uh-oh. By saying, we'll make this, and you'll make a bajillion gazillion dollars, and and not immediately wreck your career. (laughs) The movie that we're going to review is the notoriously awful Catwoman. Oh, boy. Oh, the, the, the movie that was, like, that she had to make because she got Monster's Ball from a monkey's paw, right? She got this great role in a great movie, but it was a monkey's paw. I don't and know like, what... And guess what, guess what you're going to have to make next? I don't know what caused Catwoman to exist, but it does. And now we're going to have to watch it and oh. review it, Steve. Great. So if you guys want to get all the jokes or find out why Jason's not on the next podcast, watch <laughs> Catwoman. And that's it. Thanks, you guys, for listening once again. For late seating, this has been Jason Harding, and see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shive saying, don't forget the words with which my mother would always greet my father whenever he came home from work. I wish the wolves had eaten you. Then maybe I could have found a real husband. Aww. Can you imagine hearing that when you come home from work after a long day at the wolf farm? Wait. The mother of your children says that to you. Your father worked at a wolf farm? A wolf farm, yeah. He worked at the wolf farm, you know. What's retired the, what from do there. they produce re- in a wolf farm? If you wait, say wait. wolves, I'm going to be like... Well, I mean, wolf meat, you know. I mean, they don't... I mean, oh, yeah. Okay, what fucked up Whole Foods is serving wolf meat? 100% organic uh, uh, wolf meat. I think it's mostly a Wegmans thing. I don't think they carry it at Whole Foods. Uh, Do they call it something else? Please what, tell me they don't. It doesn't say wolf meat on the Saran package label. Oh no, no, they call it tuna steak. <laughs> People have and no that's, idea. That's where your father would work all day, and then when he get day, home, your mother would wolves. say, "Oh, I wish yeah. the wolves." Was that a kink? Was that a kink? He was. was that like um, a kink? He liked I the found abuse. A, I found out much later that it was, but at the time, as a child, I had no idea. I thought, right. she, was just, just I thought she was just being abusive. Yeah. yeah, and then he needed help taking his clothes off as he backed into the bedroom. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. and then the yeah. door would close. Because he was tired from, from hurting, he, he, you know, he was hurting wolves yeah. all day. Yeah, and the and food that she was cooking would start to boil over and burn, and then you'd have to take it off your little five-year-old mm-hmm. self and put it mm-hmm. to another burner, and then you'd just yeah. Sit, yeah. sit in the kitchen table and try to color yep. as you heard yep. noises that you couldn't explain coming from another room in the house right yep yep, yep. you know what that's why i I, ch- I switched from crayons to colored pencils because they make more noise when you're coloring with them so it helps yeah. to drown out the noise the squeaking yeah the squeaking. yeah coming from mommy and daddy's bedroom right. which you assumed were just they were they went into the room to make wolf sounds because they're like ow and they're like growl and they're like uh-huh. uh-huh and fuck me harder than that be like, a man just like a just like a wolf just like a wolf pound it yep. pound it make like me hurt like a, wolf, like, a like a wolf, just right, like a wolf, Steve? just like a wolf, just like a wolf. Yeah, you don't when they play, that when the wolves are playing, when yeah. the wolves are playing, that's what they yeah, say. Yeah, right? Do you think that that's what they were doing to this day? No. <laughs> what do you think they were doing? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I think they were building a cabinet, hence the pound. Yeah. That's what they were doing. They, they were, were building. building they were with building their furniture. genitals. Is what they <laughs> were doing. <laughs> <laughs> 
be fine. You'll be fine. I've been through many years of therapy. Yes. Um, depleted most of my savings mm-hmm. to try and, and deal with this. And, That's unfortunate. Um, yeah. I'm, I think I'm okay. You okay? I think I'm okay. I think you're I'm going to be, be okay. You're going to be all right. Right after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Did they beat you when you found them? They did, didn't they? Did your dad you know, have I thought a court, this was going to be just like order? a fun bit, and now it's getting so dark. Did your and... mom and dad have a court order that they couldn't have dogs in the house? Uh, eventually. Okay. We'll after, talk about after, it. after the fifth husky disappeared from town. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. You're complaining to me that it got dark. Yeah. All right, we'll end the show, and you can have your mental breakdown, okay? Okay, cool. All right, bye, off everybody. <laughs> bye, <What>? everybody. <laughs> I'll have my mental breakdown off mic. Yay! Yeah. For once. <laughs> Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemmy Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Listen. And thanks for listening.